0: Hello, my name is Patricia Amfleet,
1: And I'm Lex Marinos. <laughs> you may know me better as Little...
0: Lex. Lex. Well, I'm Little Patty, so who are you, Lex?
1: I am I might be Little Fatty.
0: <laughs> Hello to you and don't we have a lovely guest today and we're stepping out in the Sydney suburb of Ryde, where we meet Brian Crabb, a presenter on 2 R 88.5 FM and on his show, there goes that song again. Brian plays and talks about the popular music and artists of the nineteen forties, fifties, and sixties. <gasps> you beaut! Oh, Brian- you're in there, buddy. you're in there, <laughs> certainly. Just Brian also has an interest in the history of Sydney radio, and in twenty twenty, he produced a one hour documentary which looked at radio. In the 1950s. Ah, a big welcome to you, Brian.
2: Hi, Brian. Thank you very much, Patty. And
0: how long have you been with Two Triple R?
2: 2007. I did the training course and uh, started my program. There goes that song again in uh, mid 2008.
1: Oh, wow, so been going that long. That's terrific. It's a legendary station, Triple R. It's been there for some time, hasn't it? It began
2: in 1984. I know some of these things because soon after I joined there, I volunteered to. To do a anniversary program for them as the 25 year anniversary in uh, 2009. The station began in 1984. Um, so I got to talk to then a lot of the original presenters. And yeah, it's got a long, long history coming up to 38 years uh,
0: now. Yeah. What did you do before you retired?
2: In fact, I only retired uh, formally from my uh, previous position, well, formally in 2003. I was an academic, um, fortunately, at Sydney University. Um, I um, uh, spent most of my life there as a student way back, 50, 1957, uh, started as an undergraduate, uh, did well enough to um, do my PhD, but joined the psychology department at the University of Sydney in 1961 which has just gone over 60 years ago. It seems like yesterday. (laughs) And um, so um, for a period, I was um, a a tutor in those years, then went overseas for four years to get further experience, and then was fortunate to um, come back to a permanent position at Sydney University, retired in 2003, um, but remained as an honorary in those years since. But uh, principally, psychology, social psychology is my area. Um, environmental psychology. But yeah, I enjoyed lecturing and researching at uh, at the university.
1: And Brian, where did the interest in radio, how did that develop?
2: Well, that began (laughs) from a tiny tot, I think. Um, I found my father's uh, 1920s gramophone quite, quite early. I was an only child, so I used to have to make my own company. And uh, played lots of his um, records, mostly, I think, from the 1910s, 1920s. I even pretended to be uh, a radio station then because I was <laughs> fascinated and used to open the front window. I think the signal went as far as the front garden. <laughs> yeah, I've virtually always been interested in uh, radio, um, tended towards interested in popular music even uh, back then. Yeah, so that was the beginning of it. And in popular music, I guess the music of the 1940s, 50s, and 60s was rekindled in um, the 1980s. I was coming back from the university by the uh, double-decker bus even then. Maybe they'd gone, but I could see across where the old Anthony Hordens building used to be. Mm. Pull down, I could see Ashwoods, which is a well-known ah. secondhand record store mm. in Sydney, or was, maybe they've gone now. And, uh, so I thought, hmm, maybe they've got some, uh, records from back then. And sure enough, they did. And, um, I used to spend quite a bit of, um, usually time after hours going through their 78s and adding to my collection, the sort of records that, um, I didn't have the money to buy, uh, when I was, um, you know, a preteen and a teen, mm. uh, I built up the, um, the collection and I went on from, um, from there. I think I linked up with some of the, um, Uh, well, Frankie Lane in particular, he had a um, fan club still going and uh, made contact. Anyway, cut a long story short, ended up meeting Frank and visiting him in um, San Diego at his home on several occasions, and he was still recording. Oh, wow. So, do you think he could get any airplay in Sydney? So um, I said, yes, well, I'll try. And at that stage, there were three stations that had programs of music of the 40s, 50s, and 60s. 2KY had Kevin O'Neill on a Sunday night. Chris Kearns was on 2UE on a Saturday night. John West was also on the ABC. That's right. And um, listeners all over the country will know his program. Sentimental Journey. And Hmm. um, Bob Rogers, of course, had uh, just started his reminiscing program on 2CH. So I made contact with um, um, Bob and uh, Kevin, have become good friends since. And uh, that's led to um, a lot of contact with um, him, and well he actually had me on a couple of times on his Saturday night program. That was all in my blood till I uh, retired and thought, yes, now I've got some some time and was choosing R because they had the um, training course, and uh, not too far from my uh, my home. so it's come full circle, doing something similar to. What I was doing as a university um, lecturer and researching and uh, delivering, um, and I find that still very satisfying.
1: So, Brian, from your professional point of view as a psychologist, what is what is so important about nostalgia, and particularly nostalgic music?
2: That's a, a good question. I think it brings us back to uh, our earliest days. Uh, I suppose it's something if you had a happy childhood, then um, it brings back happy memories. Might not if you uh, didn't have such such happy memories. But, yeah, I think it's, um, well, I don't know, a, a reliving of the past and perhaps happy memories and almost a wish for, for bygone yeah. days. But, you know,
1: if we look at significant historic events, we can always place, you know, the, we, a track can come on the radio and it can take us back exactly <laughs> to that, not just a, a historic event, but a, a critical personal event in our own lives. Music exactly. has that potential.
0: Mm. That's
2: right, it does, certainly does.
0: It'll be interesting in years to come when people remember the music they might have heard, for example, at the Queen's funeral because there was such beautiful music and mm. it seems to me like uh, from someone who enjoys choirs that yes. the Lord's Prayer is uh, getting a rerun and will do yes. for many years to come, I think.
2: Well, yes, yes, certainly.
0: That'll be, create lovely nostalgia for people. Yes, yes, Brian, you've noticed as we all have pretty interesting changes, significant changes in the radio landscape, the most profound one in your opinion, what do you think it would be?
2: In the radio landscape, I suppose the most profound one is more recently, um, well, For us, I guess it's streaming so that instead of our signal being carried just well Mm. beyond the Ride Hunters Hill area where we're we're based, but um, where our signal does go to Western Sydney very well and Southern Sydney. Mm. But once we're stream, um, we've got listeners right around the world. Mm. Not that I feel I've got a big audience, but certainly when I've made contact with some of the people I know um, who've um, been interested in particular uh, songs or whatever... Uh, they um, can easily listen in, and uh, this has brought us uh, not from a um, so much a local point of view, but um, to a worldwide point of view, which mm. probably wasn't the intention of a local radio. No, edition. not at
1: all, not at all. But you raise an interesting point. It does kind of run paradoxically to what the initial reason for setting up community radio was, which is to serve that very niche audience within a certain geographic parameter
2: mm. that's right that's right in the uh, the local community and um yes our uh, station serves the Ride Hunters Hill area which for your listeners all over Australia is about 10 kilometers uh, north of the Sydney uh, Central Business District, Mm. very much a middle, upper middle class uh, area, Hunters Hill even more so. Mm. And I produce, um, besides doing my program, the community service announcements for the station. I And that's brought me into contact with the local community a little bit more. As you probably know, because every community station has their community service announcements, which are an important yes, part. Yes. The pre-recorded ones allow us to get a message across every, uh, uh, well, length, 30 seconds to uh, to a minute. But early on, as seniors were concerned, The Seniors Week, made contact with a lot of the local groups which could have been interested in seniors and um, produced community service announcements for them and um, lined up the, the interviewers, particularly of the programs that um, like Midday Jazz that uh, we have more senior listeners to. But we've had a, um, well, a big range of community groups uh, in the area. Um, the um, World League for the Protection of Animals, which is a grand title. It began in the, um, in the UK many years ago. They've got a Gladesville branch and uh, concerned with the protection of um, cats in particular. And so we've done you know, a number of CSAs for them and uh, many other groups.
1: How would you describe the station generally? Is it, a, is it heavy on music and all sorts of music, or is it a talk show? What's, what's the general profile of the, the station?
2: I think it's uh, one of the strengths, I feel, and I think this is probably uh, intended by the um, people that wanted to set up Unity Radio, is that it does have programs for, um, for everyone. So that it does cater to all ages. We have the um, midday jazz programs like mine, another by a lady that goes by the name of Streamer, who plays music from the um, early part of the 20th century. It has youth jukebox for school leavers. And um, so people straight out of school um, or in school are the presenters of that. They're the two extremes. Um, Mm. We've had many of those who've gone on. Well, I don't know about many, but have gone on to uh, careers in radio. And, um, of course, um, talk programs as well.
1: What about language programs? Do you have different
2: language programs? We do have a lot of foreign language programs. Particularly on Sundays, the station had given over. There's been a slight change in the programming recently. Well, we did have a Maltese program It used to follow mine, but there's Hungarian, there's uh, Korean, there's Chinese. Um, it's wonderful. It's fabulous.
0: Brian, we understand that you did a, a two-hour special when Classic Hit Station 2CH was shut down this year. They'd been around for 90 years on air. How important was 2CH and its brand of music?
2: To me, I um, listened to 2CH and 2SM from the 1950s uh, on because they were the two music stations back then. The other Sydney stations um, were much more into serials and drama, had their um, it parades and that sort of thing. So, yeah, a long, long history. So what I did in that particular program was remember quite a number of the music presenters uh, over the years, some of whom your um, listeners right throughout Australia will know because they're on other stations. Sam Croninger did time Mm. in um, uh, Perth. Uh, Phil Haldeman did. So when you go through the number of people who were on on 2CH that became uh, well-known names, I was interested in... uh, recording in fact i bought a tape recorder as the first thing i bought once i started earning money as a tutor back in 1961 <laughs> and you probably illegally then record um, off air but now 60 years later i've got um, quite a few vintage wow. recordings of um, not only the music but the uh, the presenters. So yeah, it was a sad day when uh ch um, closed, even sad day personally, when uh, Bob Rogers um uh, hung up his uh, his microphone. Bob's still doing um well. Uh your listeners who um, do know him and some of his programs were syndicated, particularly in the, the 1950s, as one of the um Australia's uh as top disc jockey within the um, the country. And um Um, Bob's given me permission to um, make use of a number of his interviews too. Oh, wonderful. So um, I often include those um, in addition to occasionally interviewing people myself. That's
0: great to hear. And what a lovely man he is. What a great presenter. What good company he was when you were driving home from a (laughs) gig late at night. And I must say a little bit of... uh, Trivia, I see Phil Haldeman quite regularly because as another jazz fan. He comes to, to a place where my husband plays regularly. My husband's a jazz musician. So um, it's all in the family. <laughs> oh, well,
1: can I add to the fact that uh, Phil I've known for many years because our cafe in Wagga Wagga when I was a boy, Phil was on 2WG, uh, in Wagga, as was John Brennan and yeah. uh, several others. And I used to take in the milkshakes and hamburgers. <laughs> and uh, Phil was such a gentleman, a lovely man. And yeah. um, I remember him very fondly. So, yes. Paddy, next time you see him, please give him my regards.
0: I certainly will. I'll see him probably next weekend and okay. I'll tell him that. Yes. Thank
2: you. I say hello to him. Uh, from me I from absolutely
0: Tony's- will and he'll be thrilled. He doesn't
2: remember me from back then, but uh, I used to uh, enjoy listening to Tony uh, Will. Yeah, Tony Ah, Wheeler. yeah. And he was, um, um, when he was, I don't know, what, 15 or 16, he started as Tony's uh, panel operator. And I got to um, meet <laughs> Tony, and he said, Oh, come in, see me do the program one Sunday afternoon. And uh, I met Phil. All there those you years are. Ago.
0: Here we are talking about those wonderful people. And Lex asked you the question you know, the psychology of a nostalgia. Well, we're living it right this minute.
1: Oh, well, if they're to come in on your show, Brian, that's sounds, that's. That sounds- <laughs> Right up our alley. Yeah. Uh, can I
2: bring the 78s in? Uh, yes. Look, look. I definitely would love to have you both on uh, on my show and um, particularly, um, well, Les's background as well as an actor, but um, um, Patty as, um, as a singer and all those great, um, uh, well, the hits from the 60s and also the um, uh, more easy listening music um, later on would fit perfectly. So uh, I've got <laughs> to have you on, if you will.
0: Well, please make a date with us. We'll be there.
2: We'll be there.
1: We'll be there. (laughs)
0: Thank you.
1: (laughs) I'm going to bring the 78s in.
0: Gee, it's been lovely having you on the radio with us. And we could talk forever, I can tell, but we better finish off soon and maybe meet up another time for our program, Baby Boomers Guide to Life in the 21st Century, where you've well and truly stepped out with us. And uh, we might see you on your program too.
2: Brian, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. I've uh, appreciated the opportunity to, uh, to talk to you and to uh, your listeners right around Australia.
1: Fantastic. I'm sure they've enjoyed it. Thank you, Brian. Thanks,
0: Brian. Bye.